0: Here Wolfpack fans, it's me again, Kenton Gibbs, Bring you another episode of Locked On Wolfpack. And today's episode has been brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash to Post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, folks, I know that we're only um, a little over 30 minutes away from kickoff, so I wanted to get this episode out where I was going to be doing um, the offense, defense, who has the edge, as well as the, uh, Ken's keys for the game. So, first thing first, when I, when I, uh, look at this game, I want to tell y'all this the odds are off. The odds are absolutely nuts. We'll get into the betting talk of it, as well as what we're looking at in the actual game. Um, there's a lot to go over here. So stick with me while we talk betting odds, Ken's keys, who has a better offense, who has a better defense, who has a better special teams and more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now, folks, the line for this game is set at 13 and a half, which means that uh, we're basically two touchdown favorites. I think that's insane. I think that's legitimately insane. Don't get me wrong. Jack Chambers played well. Don't get me wrong. He did. However, at... Uh, Georgia Southern last year, he was one of the nation's leaders in terms of turnover-worthy plays, which are basically plays that uh, where he threw the ball, which were very easily interceptable. They just weren't, or they were. Many of them were. Um, Over the course of his 26 games at at, uh, Georgia Southern, he threw 26 interceptions or 27, 26 or 27. Whichever way it goes, there was like a one-for-one correlation between games and interceptions. So, I believe what we saw against Syracuse was him playing above his head a little bit. Just a little bit. And so it's tough for me to say that I think we'll win this game by 14 or more. And yes, I know. Trust me, I'm right there with you in terms of this Virginia Tech team has been blown out by teams worse than us. Absolutely. Getting blown out by Pitt, that's a tough one. But I'm not... Sold on the fact that I mean, don't get me wrong. We're getting guys back. We're getting healthy. We're off a of bye week. All that good stuff. I'm I'm there. I'm with you. However, I'm not sure if 14 is a a safe number. It's it's I'm not sure about that. And let me tell you why. In terms of who has, I can't do the uh, position group breakdowns this week because, like I said, the whole Google situation with the uh, with the ncsu.edu Email being taken away was a little, you know, caused a little bit of chaos. But with that being said, um, if I'm looking at who has a better offense, right, I would say that NC State gets a slight edge here because Virginia Tech has been terrible all year. There is no reason for, you know, oh, yeah, we lost this guy. We lost that. That's just not the case. I, I would say the best, most dynamic weapon on that offense is Keyshawn King. and um I'm other than other than him. I I don't really see much. I don't see much to this offense whatsoever. If if he's banged up, hurt out, something happens to him. I don't see it at all. Their quarterback Wells is God awful. I don't know what happened. I don't know what's in the water in Virginia this year, but uh, they just cannot find any quarterbacks at Virginia UVA or Virginia tech that are going to take care of the ball. So This is a situation where I think NC State has a slight edge only because we don't have to shoot ourselves in the foot. And if Demi Sumo is healthy and um, Jordan Houston is doing what he does, I I think that we have the opportunity to lean on this team and just kind of, you know, play smash mouth, four yards in the cloud of dust football that would ultimately lead to the win here. Now, with that being said, I'm talking about the totality of the offenses. So, of course, I've got to talk about the passing game as well. Now, I've already told you, Uh, About the fact that you know, well, Grant Wells is tough, tough to watch, to say the least. I mean, it's it it's not it's not been pretty. I'll I'll put it there and I'll leave it like that. It it hasn't been pretty um, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, But with that being said, I mean, in in today's game, with the way that the rules are set up and how everything is happening. To have a completion percentage that's under 60% is like, that's tough. And granted, there are four guys who do, but with that being said, if you look around at the other four guys, I mean, one of them is Brendan Armstrong, who I talked about earlier. Again, the state of Virginia, and their quarterbacks. Well, Jeff, and he's that, that offense and that team as a whole, fired head coach, have had problems all year. Phil Dracovic is the the third and final guy outside of, of Grant Wells. And Phil Dracovic has had nobody to block for him this year. So uh Grant Wells being at a, a guy that's at a, a 59% completion percentage is thrown, one for one in terms of touchdowns and interceptions. He's got seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. He's not very mobile. He doesn't do a ton with his legs. And if you're looking at um if you're looking at their receiving core, you're probably looking at Caleb Smith as the, the big play guy, as the guy who Uh, normally gets it done but even he is limited by and large by what uh by what wells can or can't do that's just the reality this i tell people all the time that quarterback is the most important position in football but it's also one of the most uh reliant positions in that you know you need everybody to do their job right receiver not the same you only need one guy to do his job right more or less and even with that it doesn't happen. And I think Caleb Smith is a stud. I I'm I'm not joking here. That's that's a big body. He's a a tall guy that can he can do a little bit of everything. Now he's not as tall as Gaston and Company over at uh over at Syracuse, but he's about 6'2, a solid 215, 220. He's a baller, okay? He's a baller, he can get the job done. But with that being said, he has nobody to get him the ball at a high clip. He has nobody. He's shown the ability. He's been there for a while. He's a a walk-on that earned a scholarship, just an absolute grinder. But he has nobody to get him the ball, and that's the problem. That is the problem that I see when I look at this situation uh, for Virginia Tech. And also, our corners have been amazing this year. They've been amazing this year. So I I struggle to think of a world where an outside receiver – uh, beats us in, in terms of, uh, what their offense can or can't do. I, I just, again, our defense is our, they're a group of tone setters. Okay. And I'm going to tell you this, there are, I say this about quarterbacks, but there's also units, right? Three types you win because of you win with you win in spite of, right? If you look at, you know, back when the Jets had Mark Sanchez and they were going to AFC championships, that defense with uh, Bart Scott, Antonio Camardi, all that good stuff. That offense was like they were going to uh, it, the the AFC championship with Sean Green in the backfield and, and all that good stuff. They were going with the offense. Not because, not in spite. The, the offense wasn't terrible. They were just doing their thing. This Virginia Tech team has to win in spite of this offense. Like, they don't, they don't win games by putting up 40, 50 points. They're – I mean, they're in the bottom three to four in almost every statistical category in terms of uh, production in the ACC. And so I, the reason I say a slight edge is because ever since Devin Leary got hurt, we haven't shown much better, right? We haven't uh, put out a ton more. And even with, even with uh, Jack Chambers playing above his head, all those trips to the red zone netted us, what, what do we get out of that deal? Like that's, That's the big part. That's the crux of what I'm looking at And when I say, okay, well, what are we seeing here? What's what's happening? What's good? What's not good? I can't say wholeheartedly, hey, we're primed to dominate. We're primed to whoop the wheels off them uh, because we're not. We're not. I haven't seen. Again, I think that we can beat them solidly. I don't know if two touchdowns is the number. Our offense. Again, I, I give them a slight edge here, not a big edge but a slight edge to get the job done. And speaking of jobs, let me talk to you about LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs is the place that you can go in terms of every hire feeling like it is just going to be life changing for your business. Guess what? LinkedIn jobs can make sure that you have a hundred percent certainty that you're hiring the most qualified and best candidates. You have to check out LinkedIn jobs. It helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you have to do is create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs, then add your job in the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash College. Again, that's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So the next thing is defense. And here's the thing. I think that um, Virginia Tech's defense is a lot better than they get credit for. Honestly and truly, I think they're a lot better than they get credit for. But, I mean, you know, you, you it's, it's going to be tough when you're looking at a situation uh, like what they're looking at with their offense. And of course, they're going to be on the field more. And and so, you know, it's it's going to be a, a hard task for him. Dax Holyfield is the guy on that defense. He's he's the uh, heart and soul of that defense. He's the Mike linebacker. He travels around, does a little bit of everything. He's, he's a ball player. He's a through and through. I believe he's from the state of North Carolina as well. I want to say he's from Charlotte or maybe right outside Charlotte. I could be wrong there. But uh, yeah, Dax Holyfield baller stud they've got some they've got some pretty good dudes up up front as well but again I I really don't see too much of a world where they present all that many problems like to me I think this is the game if there ever were one to figure this thing out if there ever were a game where we could say you know what this is the game where we're going to get it together this is the game where we're going to say to ourselves hey our offense has to find an identity there's a game that we must do so This is it because, again, you're going to have plenty of opportunities. I think our defense is going to, you know, do their thing and be the. our defense is not a thermometer defense and they're a thermostat. Thermometers tell you what the temperature is. The thermostat, they set it to what it needs to be. This defense sets the tone to what it needs to be game after game after game after game. Um, Virginia Tech's defense, again, I think they're good. I think that they're uh, being – they look worse than they are. Because of what we're looking at in terms of uh in terms of the the offensive struggles and woes and whatnot. But the reality is, Tough Titty said to the Kitty, they're still um by all means, if you look at most of the uh statistics on, you know, yards per play and all that good stuff and total amount of yards allowed per game, they're right outside that bottom third in the conference. So, you know, this is Again, this is a defense that is pliable. We need to uh, be able to do some things against them. And with that being said, again, I I give our defense a a very good edge here because our linebackers have shown up to play all season. Our defensive line has shown up all season. Our defensive backs have been probably the surprise group of this this team. Anybody who tells me that they expect Aiden White to be as good as he is, I'd like to know where, where you get the secret of clairvoyance from. Please tell me, because he it, it's not like he's been good. He has been completely shedding receivers off the board. He has been making guys look flatly stupid. So if if you're going to tell me that you saw that coming and you saw Tanner Ingle not getting suspended, and you saw them having enough health to where, you know, Cyrus Fagan missing a half or two or missing a game for a sore back is like pretty much it in terms of health problems, I'd like to know where you got that information from. I'd I'd like to see it. You know what I mean? I, so, um, long story short, yeah, I I think our defense is is again, this offense slight edge, defense much bigger edge. Again, they've got some ball players now. Don't don't let me tell you that oh yeah, they're they're completely trash over there and they've got nobody or nothing. Listen, don't let me tell you that. I'm not telling you that. That's not what I'm saying. So don't believe that that's what I'm saying. Don't don't take this as what I'm saying at all. They've got some guys uh, if you look on the defensive line, Taiwan Garbutt is the guy that he's, he does a lot in terms of getting in the backfields and, and uh, generating a lot of pressure and all that. And I believe he had one of that. No, he had two. I don't know how many sacks he had last game. But I know he had a very good game against Miami when I was watching that film. So, I mean, he's he's a ball player. They've got a lot of guys over there that play a lot of good ball. The reality is you cannot look at this team and say, Hey, they're going to be bad and 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 you know, we're going to just whoop the wheels off them based upon what? Based upon what? This team again, we're better than them. That's I'm not saying that we're not. We're better than them, we should win this game. 14 points, two touchdowns seems like a tall order. We could get there, but I don't know. And now it's time for Kim's keys. So, offensively, we always start with offense. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot special teams as well. We have a, a defensive edge in special teams. Their special teams have not been atrocious. They haven't been just god awful, but we've been better. Like I, I think that that's safe to say. I think that that's fair to say that we've been um, a good amount better in terms, in terms of, um, in terms of our our special teams. They're again not saying they're a bad special teams unit. Not saying they're terrible or anything like that. Just saying we've been a little bit better. Um, So now, in in terms of looking at what the keys are, let's get into it. The first key to this game, I think without a doubt, has to be get off to a fast start. When you let bad teams hang around, they start to get more and more and more confidence as the game goes along. We are at home. We are in Raleigh. This has to be a game in which we set the tone and demoralize that team early. That team has not won a single road game all year. The two games that they won were against Wofford, Boston College, both of which were at home. And listen, Lane Stadium is a crazy place to play. It's a crazy, crazy place to play. So, with that being said, getting off to a fast start is vitally important. It's vitally important to this team. Um, I believe, and this is just me, I believe that we need to at least, at least offensively now, we need to at least put up 10 points by halftime. I think that's the minimum. And I know what you're thinking. You can put up 10 points at halftime without there being a fast start. You're absolutely right. But if we don't have 10 points put up by halftime, what that tells me is that we have struggled so mightily to move the ball. We have struggled so mightily in terms of Getting the ball into the end zone, its we've given them new life and new confidence. So the first key, fast start, 10 points, at least 10 points by halftime. Really, you know what? I'm going to adjust that and say seven points in the first quarter. I'm, I'm going to adjust that and, and say we need at least a touchdown out of the first quarter. So that's that's what we'll do. One TD in the first quarter. And here's what I need on top of that. I need this team. And again, we saw it against Syracuse. Jack Chambers did not play poorly. He did not play poorly. I need that same type of performance. I need, I know that he played above his head a little bit. I know that he played excellently and all that good stuff compared to expectations. But I need him again to do more than just tread water and be net nothing, right? I'm not saying that this team has to win the game because of Jack Chambers. I'm saying we have to win this game with you and not in spite of you. Not like we drug you kicking and screaming to a win. So I'm going to need him to have at least a 60 QBR. Jack Chambers, I need you to have a 60 QBR on the night. The final key offensively, I talked about their front a little bit because the the defensive backfield for Virginia Tech is they are – how do I put this? Um, The defensive backfield for Virginia Tech is they're not terrible. They're not god-awful, but they have their weaknesses, and it has been shown – time and time and time again. They're bad at creating turnovers. They do not intercept the ball a lot. And with that being said, we have to find ways to uh, hit some plays in the passing game. So I want to see at least, at least one pass, uh, one passing play of 40 plus yards. One pass, or you know what? We could do, yeah, 30 plus. We'll do one pass of 30 plus yards. Again, we have to be able to beat this team deep. Just just one time to at least keep them honest, because it's not even about the completion or or the how many completes we get that deep. We need to keep this team honest. We need to do that. We need to do that. And that has to happen. If we want to be able to run the ball and do the things that we want to do in terms of running the ball against this team, we have to do that. We have to keep this team honest. That's that's the bare minimum. If we don't put pressure on them, if we don't make those DBs sweat a little bit, they're gonna pack in the box, and it's gonna be real, real tough for us to run the ball. And that's the reason again, you gotta make the DBs sweat. And speaking of sweat, we're gonna close out this episode with the um with the defensive keys on the other end. But I've got to tell you about sweat block. When I tell you this thing is is for folks who suffer from excessive underarm sweat for years and years and years. And if you're worried about just sweating through everything you wear to the point where you're having to put tissue or maxi pads or whatever under your armpits, it just we don't need to do all that to soak up the water. Sweat Block is the game changer. Trust me, Sweat Block will help you fix that problem. And it was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweat. So it is doctor created and doctor recommended. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or body odor, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. Also available on Amazon. So we're about to land this thing. But the three keys defensively are very simple. Very, very simple. Again, we're going with fast start. This offense needs to be demoralized early. Early. I don't want to see a single point allowed in the first quarter. Or you know what? Let's go with yes. No, we're we're gonna stick with that. Uh, no, no points allowed in in quarter one unless it's off a turnover or a short field. I don't want to see anything put on this board by this Virginia Tech offense again. There is no, there's nothing in this offense that I look at and I say, man, that's that's scary. That's super dangerous. Even Keyshawn King, I, if he played for the Pack, I'm not sure he'd be the starter. I'm not sure that he'd be the starter. Even Caleb, well, actually, Caleb would be, a, he'd definitely be a starter at NC State, yeah, for sure. But with that being said, even with Caleb, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sold that he would be an uber difference. Mm, he probably would. Never mind. Let me stop lying. Let me stop lying. Caleb would definitely be, the receiving no, course I had some struggles this year with creating separation. I mean, he'd definitely be a starter here. But, but with that being said, you still need somebody to get him the ball. And I trust Grant Wells as far as I could throw. And ladies and gentlemen, I can throw a football pretty far now. I, I got a pretty good arm for a defensive tackle. But with that being said, I'm trying to tell you there should not be anything given up here. And speaking of how bad Wells has been, we need at least two turnovers off Wells. At least two turnovers. We're really two turnovers from the offense. It'd be great to get them from Wells. But two turnovers uh, in general, two plus, is is the sweet spot for this uh for this game again, if we're generating turnovers and we're making this team and we're giving our offense short fields, that is what I believe is the the key to winning games. When Doran said we got to score on defense, everybody got all up in arms and said, "Why don't you expect the offense to do anything?" He didn't mean literally. If we're not getting pick sixes and fumble returns for touchdowns, we won't win games. Scoring on defense is also giving your offense a very short field, which we have seen on this defense already this year. So I don't I don't think that anybody should be uh too, you know, frazzled about that. And the final thing is allow less than 300 total yards. I don't this team cannot 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 move the ball up and down the field between the 20s or whatever the case may be as long as you don't no 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 no. This game needs to be a statement game to say, "Okay, we may not have our quarterback, but you know what? We're still here. There's still a lot of ball left to play." and the defense showing up in a major way, that's, thats that to me is the essence of saying, you know what, we're not packing it in this season. We're not packing it in. There's still a ton of season left to go, uh, and we're going to be battling everybody that we come in to play every single week. Y'all going to have to battle us about it. So, again, the, the keys for the game, fast start, at least one touchdown uh, in the first quarter, offensively Jack Chambers 60 plus QBR uh, one pass of 30 yards or more um, the the no points allowed was the fast start on the defensive end two plus turnovers forced in this game and allowing less than 300 yards that's those are the keys for this game as far as I see it now the last thing my prediction for this game my actual prediction for this game I have NC State winning a, a knockdown dragout brawl. And I know that this is going to be super close to the line. So some of y'all are going to look at me and say, all that talk you did about 14 was too much, and that's what you're going to go with. I got them winning 20 to 7. I don't think that um I don't think that we'll see a particularly great showing from their offense or a poor showing from our defense. But what I do believe, wholeheartedly, is that this what we have in terms of uh this game and the ability to get back on track against this team coming out of um a bye week you got to take advantage of that you got to take advantage of it you have to show up ready and prepared to do great things so i that's my prediction 20 to 7 uh i think that we win this one handedly but i i don't think that we cover the 14 points i wouldn't be surprised if it was much closer if we blew them out worse hmm, i might be a little surprised i ain't gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie to you But we'll see, we'll see. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I know that you got to get to watching that game because it's about to start right now. So go for it and make sure you keep coming back here. Like, subscribe, share, whatever you got to do to let people know that you're loving this show. Peace and love, y'all. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.